Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and I am absolutely delighted today to have a longtime dear friend be with us on the program, Ann Davis, and she's going to be talking about a number of things from her work with the Living Heritage Museum here in McMinn County, community service, and just long standing in this community. And Ann, we're delighted to have you today. Thank you, Shelley. I was looking forward to this. I appreciate you inviting me. We're just glad to get started. And as I always do, Ann, with my guests, if you'll share with our listeners some of your background, where you are from, and uh, schools that you've attended. Oh, Shelley, I was, uh, I'm a lifelong uh, Athenian, and uh, to be that, I was born right here in Athens, and uh, have lived my whole life here, educated here uh, with Ingleside uh, Grammar School, I attended uh, high school here, and I attended Tennessee Wesleyan University, which was college <laughs> at that time, and just uh, have enjoyed um enjoyed being a part of this community. It's been one of the biggest blessings that I've ever had. Well, Ann, you have been so involved in so many things, and and our friendship goes way, way back, and certainly yours with with uh, my late wife, Judy, and, and I'm like you with Tennessee Westland. It'll always be college, even though when I had Tyler Forrest on the program, he wanted me to say university, and I broke down a couple of times and did that. So, yeah. but, Well, you, you have to be nice to the president of college, don't yeah, you? <laughs> yes, we do. Absolutely. But share with us, Ann, and with the listeners, uh, when you finished your education, tell us about career choice that you made at that time. Well, I decided I had uh, taken uh, classes, of course, at uh, Tennessee Westland for a couple of years, and I did not want to teach and I didn't really want to work in an office and they were offering courses in computers at that time and of course back then a computer filled a room that was probably <laughs> 12 by 24 or, yes. or larger but they were uh, of course just coming into being at that time so I took some uh, specialized courses in uh, computers, and I spent a couple of years in a couple of industries, or I spent more than a couple of years, but I worked, that's what I did, until after my daughter, uh, her daughter was born in 1971, and working in a couple of different um, corporations in in Athens, and after... Um, I went back to work then. I was very fortunate in going to the McMahon County Living Heritage Museum, which uh, at that time was located on the campus of Tennessee Westland College at that time mm-hmm. again. And it, it was just, it's been a wonderful career. I've uh, had two careers there. <laughs> I uh, retired in 2006. I retired after, it was right at 20 years. And then... Uh, I went back in 2013 to do a couple of years of an interim, and that was 10 years ago. <laughs> so I have, have nearly 30 years combined service there at the museum, and that has been, uh, the museum's my second child, I guess I could say. It's just been a joy and such a rewarding, gratifying career for me. And that museum has just been 
just a super, super part of this community for all these years and as you have nurtured it and served it and all. And you have a pretty good, uh, I guess, cadre of volunteers that help you. Share with the folks what the volunteers do and, and the museum, some of the museum programs, if you will. Well, I am excited and happy to tell you that we have right at 100 volunteers. Uh, we have our board, our museum guild, our quilt guild, and then volunteers who come in and just help out. And it's exciting to see that energy and excitement that they have for preserving our history. Our guild is crucially important to us. They have two major fundraisers every year, um, the annual Trash and Treasure Sale, which provides between thirty dollars and $40,000 a year. And then they have our their, normal, their holiday house. And that is, of course, a fun way to kick off the holidays here in Athens. And we always enjoy seeing everyone there. Our quilt guild produces our annual quilt show that's held every October. And that draws a lot of tourists to our community. And it's a fun show. It's a beautiful show. I always look forward to it. You walk into the room and you feel like you're walking into a spring garden with all the mm -hmm. beautiful colors and and things. And, and we have a wonderful relationship with the Community Artists League. They have two exhibits up right now. One of them is tracing the past history of um, the Community Artists League. And uh, we have paintings of those people who are no longer with us, but were members of that Community Artists League. So we reach into a lot of facets of the community and try to come up with exhibits and programs that will bring people of all ages and all, um, you know, a diverse, we try to be as diverse as possible. I think one of the things that we have reached out so much to do in the last uh, year or so is making history fun. That has been our, our goal for the last two years. We have worked very hard at that. I think with young minds, it's so important to offer creative, innovative, stimulating things because many times they look at history as kind of a dry subject mm -hmm. and uh, something they're not usually interested in. So we are creating a lot of exhibits that are child-friendly and interactive where they can actually sit and weave a rug uh, on a loom, <laughs> uh, archaeology dig, many things that will bring in young people and give them something to do while their parents are looking at the museum and going through. I think history is the foundation of everything we are and everything we have today. And preserving that is crucially important to us. I think that's a great point, and to get the young people involved, especially the children, and you all have done that beautifully, and and the uh, fundraising is supported by the community very well, I think, because we look forward to those events. Now, if you could say, maybe a kind of a weird question, but if you could say there was one or two favorite things about your role as the executive director, 
what would you say that you just really enjoy doing on a regular basis? The people. I can I can answer that without a minute's hesitation. Um, that has been one of the biggest blessings of that job. You, I've met so many people in this community through that job. And um, it's just been a true blessing. And, and the people I've met from out of town. It's yeah. it's really interesting when I have the time and I'm not writing grants or working on other things yeah. to be able to visit with those people from out of town. I did a lot of that back in the 80s when we first started and then now it's become more of a business, I guess, uh, of bringing in money and fundraising and that sort of thing. Uh, that I spend a lot of time doing, and I don't have the time now sometimes to visit as I did, but it's that has always been what my favorite part of the job. Tell tell me about how many members now? Uh, we have around 500 members, mm. and we're uh, very pleased about that. Yeah, absolutely. And then the uh, and before I forget it, and we'll do this again at the end, folks. Let's have the listeners with a number they can call to talk about events and and uh, exhibitions that are there and an email for okay. our listeners. Certainly. You can always go to our website, which is www.livingheritagemuseum.com, and we have a, a an array of things listed there. We have a Facebook page as well. It just put in the McMahon County Living Heritage Museum, and it will pop right up. And then our telephone number there at the office is 423-745-0329. Good. And we'll get that at the end too, <clears throat> folks. Now, in addition, folks, to Ann's really, uh, you know, full job, she has been a, a marvelous community servant. And, and watching this, for those of us who have serve somewhat ourselves is just a blessing to see how she has contributed to this community. And if you'll tell the folks what kind of got your interest going as you were looking to do some of this community service, especially with our city government. Uh, Shelly, I guess it was the example my parents said that really, really uh, stuck with me. My mother had a slogan on our refrigerator, and it said, the more you give of yourself, the better person you will become. Mm. And she gave so much to our community, um, even teaching GED classes and working with uh, inmates until she was 89 years old. Mm. This was after she retired from teaching. My father was a B-17 pilot. He served on the city council. And I grew up with family who gave back to this community. And I tried so much to instill that in my daughter. And uh, I'm very proud of the work that she does. Uh, she is the uh, Capital Campaign Coordinator for Centerstone Foundation. And she's currently working on an $18 million campaign to provide free mental health to veterans and their families. Oh. And my sister's always been out in the public. Um, as you know, I think you uh, 
helped her with one of the books that she wrote <laughs> on uh, the medical, uh, being a medical examiner, but she has worked in television for a number of years as a producer, uh, both with ABC and CNN, and then served in the Washington State Legislature. Mm-hmm. And so she's always been out in the public as well and serving. And so I think we it's kind of been a part of our family to serve. How long, and remind me, did you serve with the Athens City Council? I was there eight years, and uh, part of that was as mayor. And I guess that probably was uh, the most gratifying work I've ever done. The museum certainly is at the top of my list, but that was just, it was interesting. It was fascinating. We were involved heavily uh, at that time. We were starting workforce development programs, and the, I think there's something wrong with me because I absolutely love workforce development, <clears throat> which th- th- that is a little bit of a dull subject. <laughs> but it was, it was really fascinating to learn what all it takes to bring in an industry. And the fact that keeping an industry, retaining an industry, and helping them to build their workforce is even more beneficial to a community than a brand new one coming in. When you have a new industry coming in, you've got uh, incentives you've got to give, especially those tax incentives. When you've already got an existing industry and you can help them build their workforce, that's that's adding those jobs, but it's still it's not much as much money coming out of the taxpayers' pockets. Mm-hmm. So there was just so many things like that that I learned through the years, and it was exciting to be part of that growth period then. We won awards for a couple of us were asked to speak, Stuart Smith with the vocational school and one of our industry heads. uh, We were invited to speak to the National Workforce Board in Washington, D.C. to share what all we had done, and I was so blessed to be able to bring back some awards to Athens. I was very humbled and very gratified to win the National League of Cities Award for a woman in municipal government, the first woman from Tennessee to win it. And it was mm-hmm. it was such an exciting time in my life because there were people from big cities competing for that. And I was entered without even knowing that I was entered. So, but there's just, there's been so many things along the way that will give me wonderful memories throughout my lifetime. Well, it's just, like I say, the the service folks that Ann has done, and then, and she, like the majority of folks, didn't do this to win any kind of awards or anything else. And it, the surprise for her was getting that, but... It just it's fascinating for us as citizens to watch and try to support the efforts of of city government, county government. Very important, and 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 I think, Ann, you will agree that that despite some negative comments that surface about city governments, nationally, county governments, I think the majority of citizens feel a positive uh, connection in trying to support our governments. To, to do the best for all of the citizens. Uh, we have, I believe, 
a sister city, right, mm -hmm. in Japan. It's the higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, share just a little bit of that because I think you've worked with that too. Well, that that was back in the early days. Um, yes, it was very, it was a lot of fun uh, to meet some of the people there and bring, uh, they would visit Athens and I remember them giving us, bringing azaleas from Japan and we didn't get them in the ground quickly enough and mm. um, they, they uh, disintegrated, I guess is a nice way to say it. Oh, no. But we had to, we, 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 we rectified that situation. But there was, uh, there's a lot of stories. I, I shouldn't, that's what I probably shouldn't have told, but we, okay. we've had, uh, there were a lot of stories through the years. But it was wonderful building a relationship with that city. And uh, there were a lot of people working on that. I was just one of many, and but it was it was a very good. I think it was a very good thing for Tennessee Westland as well as our city because we had several people I know at Westland from Isahia exactly. as well. Exactly, and I think if I understand correctly, when I had Dr. Forrest on uh, a few weeks back, they're trying to reconnect even yes. stronger. Uh, with that bond, I think that'll be great. Now, as you look at pieces of, of history, and certainly the museum's history, share with the folks two or three maybe of your favorite exhibits that you all have put together in the last, say, four or five years, because I know you've had some really great ones, but if you have some favorites... Well, as I said, I always love the quilt show. I enjoy the art shows. Um, but I guess the probably one of the most challenging was our Battle of Athens exhibit we put in. And it was wonderful working with people who were on all sides of that issue. It was, that was one, it was just so gratifying to bring all these people together. And we all were working for the same common goal of having the best possible exhibit that we could have. I'm so grateful for the information that Joe Guy and Steve Byram furnished. They had researched and written on, on the Battle of Athens for many, many years. As you know, Steve has a, co a couple books out mm -hmm. about it, as well as uh, Joe has written extensively. But being able, that's, I, to me, that, that is government at work bringing people together for the greater good. And that's what we did at the museum. Brought everyone together to create the best possible exhibit we could create. The challenge though was finding materials. Mm. There, we just didn't have a lot of artifacts. Mm. And uh, we have an array of pictures, we have a lot of newspaper articles, that we could use and the wonderful references, but to find the artifacts, that was that was a very big challenge. And we would still like to have some artifacts if there are any out there. I think, I think it's amazing. This exhibit, folks, is just just fascinating. And and for people who wonder about the Battle of Athens, as, as Anne's pointing out, uh, Dr. Steve Byram has text. Joe Guy, our local sheriff, and I guess McMinn County historian is the way Joe has been listed. Mm -hmm. These are just fascinating. So if you're looking for uh, tales of yesteryear after World War II, fascinating story. 
and and it's there. All you do is just Google it, and boom, the stuff is up there, and the exhibit is wonderful. And that is interesting, though, not to be able to find the artifacts. You know, one would assume we could, I guess, in this area, but yeah. Shelly, you asked me about other exhibits. Uh, I guess the other one that we really enjoyed putting together was on women's suffrage. Because of Harry Burns' connection uh, to this community, we felt like we needed a standalone permanent exhibit on that. And of course, he cast the deciding vote, giving women the uh, right to vote. And his son lived right here in Athens uh, on Woodward Avenue, the home that Tyler Forrest and yeah. his wife Emily occupy. But that was a really good experience for us. And I learned so much about what some of the women went through back then oh. that I wasn't aware of. But we we enjoyed putting that exhibit together. And so it was a wonderful exhibit as well. And now they're having, as you're well aware, uh, the college is actually working on a uh, society, Feb Burn Society, for uh, philanthropy for women. And you're absolutely right as as we look backwards and think, oh my goodness, you know, denying women the right to vote and all the things they went through and what pioneers they were for all of, of us to, to see. And those kind of exhibits, folks, uh, you've just got to see and appreciate how the museum has put these things together uh, with with the deep history in mind. If if you were talking to someone and younger people, which I know you do, and you get a chance to, to visit with them, how would you encourage them? And I go back to the statement you made, uh, and, and Judy, as a history teacher, would say, gosh, it's kind of dry sometimes. How do I make it interesting? But how would, would Anne encourage the younger uh, members of society, let's say high schoolers, college kids, to get involved with their local history. Uh, how would you do that? Shelley, I guess uh, what we're doing with ch making some changes in our exhibits to bring more people in uh, of all ages, we're working on, uh, we're getting ready to redo our whole African-American area. And I think Building a reputation is the most important thing to bring people in. And hopefully through the changes that we're making, we are going to build a reputation of making history fun, making it something that can be enjoyed, not only beneficial to you, but also enjoyable to you as well. And there's so many people who have stories to tell. And just uncovering those stories. We have a plethora of stories in our archives, and it's gratifying to see people come in wanting information that we can provide them as well. So I think going back to that same old thing, let's make history fun and make it interesting and something that everyone can enjoy, I think is the key to that probably. And then we do have uh, luncheons and mm -hmm. Saturday things. Tell the folks a little about that so they can know and when they contact you what they might expect. 
Uh, we have, once a month, we do a history for lunch. It's the last Thursday of the month. And Shelly, I'm going to be talking to you about coming and letting us <laughs> interview you. Oh. But uh, we feature people who have provided, uh, been a part of our community and helped build it. We've uncovered some fascinating stories, and then we show those interviews. Uh, we show those on a big screen downstairs the, the last Thursday of every month. And then each Saturday, we try to have a heritage school program. And in those programs, we offer demonstrations. We'll have presentations. There's just a variety of things that we do to help preserve our history. Many times we'll have uh, someone there demonstrating chair caning or um, teaching you how to make butter, you know, just different things that will bring an interest to as diverse an audience as we can possibly reach. I think the quilt show has been a wonderful thing for the museum because we have been able to reach more into the rural community through that. We have so many people who are still quilting. Mm and I get traumatized sewing on a button, but I do appreciate <laughs> the work that people do. And and the, it's fascinating to see all the different patterns, colors, and things they, they bring into the museum in their quilts, but that has helped us reach out into the rural community, I think, better than anything else. Well, I think back, I guess, when I was a kid and, and moving around a little bit before we settled in Tennessee, and these quilting bees, mm -hmm. Yes. And just uh, the fascinating discussions that the ladies would have. And, and I still assume it's mainly the ladies who do this. I mean, I'm sure some guys get involved, but that was a huge part of the social nature of a community, you know, to get together and do that. And that's why I find it fascinating. And then uh, the other things that you all show are just tremendous for that and good advice for the young people as well. School programs, and you said, I guess, that some of the folks from the museum actually have the school children come, or do they go into the schools, or both? We do both. Okay. We certainly do. Um, our events and uh, program director, uh, coordinator, Charlene Such, takes programs both into the schools and also plans things for the schools. We have a trade fair that we're going to be doing again this year. Last year was the first year for that, and it was a tremendous success. We had 700 people there in two days, oh and most of them were home-taught students. So we offered around 30 people there demonstrating things that pertain to our history. Mm. And seeing how their ancestors lived, how uh, they wood carving, chair caning, making, you know, things that they could hunt with. There's so many things that they learned through that trade fair. And we they just rotated through the museum, and it went on for two days. And it was such a success. We're going to be doing that again. Yeah. We've been so blessed with sponsors with grants from foundations, also state and national grants. We've just really been blessed 
and the city and the county both have stepped up so much in helping us be able to do these things because without that funding we couldn't offer what we do what we offer we couldn't pay our staff we couldn't keep that big building going uh, and as you know we've acquired another building and because we were out of space uh, we needed a place for the trash and treasure sale and so we were very grateful to the community for stepping up and helping us get that but I, I can't say enough about the community support here and the people who have made all these things possible for us. But not only just the museum, I look at all the things in this community that people support. Mm. We're so blessed to live in a community that cares about their neighbors, about those less fortunate. And they just do so many outstanding things of giving of their time and their money and their resources to make this a better place to live. Well, I agree. Well said. And and you all, I think, just finished a nice campaign, did you not? And, we did. And I think that's great. And folks, as you look at places to to help, as Ann's saying, uh, I, I've said this many times that the museum is such a key part of this community. Uh, my wife and I were fortunate way back to become charter members when when Ann and the and the groups were were beginning to form the museum. But I can't say enough good things about what they do and and it's a great resource uh, for the area, but contributing money, time, talents to that makes such a major difference. And with a number of volunteers and if you'll give them again now the phone number to contact and the Facebook website. Okay. Uh, you can go to www.livingheritagemuseum.com for our website, for our Facebook. Just put in McMinn County Living Heritage Museum and we will pop right up. Or you can call 423-745-0329. Excellent. Anything else, Ann? I'm so tickled that you joined me today, and and we will do another one in the future as more and more things are taking place there. Anything else you'd like to add for the audience today? Shelly, I guess the last thing is something that I, uh, I heard many years ago that stayed with me, and I found it to be so true, that volunteering is the ultimate exercise in democracy. Because every time you volunteer, you are voting for the kind of community in which you wish to live. And I think that is um, the best advice that I've ever, some of the best <laughs> advice I've ever received, and hopefully that would be helpful to someone else. Oh, that's excellent. Thank you so much for that. And as I say, thanks as a dear friend for being with us. And and we'll talk later about whether I will do an interview <laughs> for you or not. <laughs> Just teasing. I think time about's fair play, don't you, Shelley? <laughs> we, we, we'd love to help in the future. We will visit that again. <laughs> Folks, thanks a lot for listening today. And as I always say, I hope that each and every one of you have a safe and healthy day. And I'll see you further up the road. 